bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. Hi everybody, welcome to Modern Eater. We're here live at iHeartRadio. Send it over to Greg. <laughs> Who are you? Hi, I'm sorry. This is Chef Carrie Barry from Bardo here in Denver. I'm also on uh, Top Chef Season 15 Colorado. With Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. She's in studio with us tonight. Generally, we got you on the phone because you're working hard at Bardo, but here you are in studio. We always love for you to come in and catch up, but thanks for opening the show. You thanks. did great. Thanks. That I, was, it was a little scary. It's live. <laughs> I, I threw you right to the lion's den. <laughs> But I figured, yeah, I mean, listen, I have a feeling that you're going to, you, you know, be on Top Chef. You were behind cameras and now the microphone, no sweat. Yeah. No I, you sweat know, I've all. been watching a lot of Frasier to prep and it's, it's been really helpful. <laughs> Frasier. I'm, I'm too uh, young for that reference. I was going to say, how does she know about that show? She's way too young to know about Frasier. She's that too show. young to know about Frasier? No way, man. Frasier was in like, you know, I was maybe in early high school and it went on for like 10 seasons yeah. it's a great show i know it's a spin-off from cheers yeah exactly. Uh, but here we are it's a big show tonight i don't know if you have the rundown in front of you but uh in the next segment brother lux back from italy Ooh, i can't wait i haven't talked to him i can't wait to hear what happened mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome and uh season 15 of top chef airs on bravo every thursday night 8 p.m uh, we had the pleasure to go down to Bardo and, and kind of j- just see where you carry a, bag around, a baggie around your native soil and you're in your deal and your element. And it's just so nice to see. Uh, uh, we say it all the time and, and, and you're kind of shy to it, but you're just the nicest person that you could come across. Thank you. And, Thank you. Uh, you know, Jay, if Jay was on Top Chef, um, you know, his ego would inflate this room so much. Like, don't you know who I am? Oh, I'd just be slapping people, yeah. you know, <laughs> crew members, camera people. You know, I'm like, what's with the eye contact, yeah. sir? You know, that sort of thing. That's right. She is. I made a comment, too, Carrie. We were watching this. And I'm not saying this to butter you up or anything. But we were watching the show and all the characters on there. And I won't do any names. But I said to Greg, and I'm like, hey, listen, man. I know she's our girl because of the show and because of Colorado. I said, but uh, truth be told, I said, she's the nicest one on that show. Just uh, just as a human being, from what you can see, she's just nice. Yeah. And she's hanging on, too. Still on the show, which uh, just give it up right there. You did a great job in Restaurant Wars. Uh, but being nice, did that play against you, kind of? Um, you know, nice but fierce, maybe we could say uh, that. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know, I'm, I like to think I play fair, and in Restaurant Wars, you know, that that worked well. And I'm a good teammate. You know, like I knew that you know Bruce would be the best executive chef, and Adrian and I would be just you know killer line cooks. And I think you know it's half of being awesome, I guess, is you know knowing what you're good at. So we'll talk about Restaurant Wars, and then again, brother will join us in about I don't know six seven minutes. But uh, here it is, Restaurant Wars, and I'll let you set the stage, but um, you were kind of anointed, and and listen, I feel for you because I had to do this all the time in grade school because I picked the kickball team, (laughs) and and I was the number one. I could kick a a kickball, like, out of the 
Like you were really there. good. At, now, at Steck. Normally, I wouldn't believe you. However, we had yeah, the same the thing with the arm wrestling yeah, thing. And fierce strength. He is uh, a monster. Like he were wouldn't you know like, it. Were you like a bouncy serve, or did you just like it's nice and slow and smooth on the ground? You throw it whatever you want oh, to me. Yeah, I'm going to kick preference? that thing right out of there, you know? <laughs> and if I could kick it directly at you, that was my advantage. But there you are. You have to pick teams. Uh, you're, you're kind of the head of this uh, restaurant wars. First of all, Restaurant Wars, it's kind of a big thing, right, in Top Chef. Yeah, it's a big thing. Um, it's, you know, often halfway. So we're halfway now. And then, um, you know, so they teams of four are just equal if it's five and five or four and four. Um, and then you build a restaurant from nothing and you do it in two days. I mean, we're talking menu development, name, decor. Like, it's it was wild, the amount of stuff we got done when, in such a short and we time. and I watched the episode today because I don't have cable so I have to go over to Greg's and do it uh, on on show day but uh, if memory serves me it was uh, Conifer was your idea yeah was it and, yeah. It, and, it, and everybody the loved names, it mm-hmm. right and it was a Colorado thing. Now, yes. Brian Freeman, Growers Organic, um, here with us all the time every week so far for, I don't know, a month now, right? <laughs> Brian, you can't get you, enough. <laughs> your turn, you're a fan of the show now. Well, it's great to see Carrie. I mean, the, one of the things, it's, it's fun to watch her because how she is on the show is so how she is in her own kitchen there at Bardot. And so she's such a, a team, a player. I mean, talk about that. Around. I mean, yeah, all the way around, you're always... You're right in there, part of the machine. It's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, I think Bardo is amazing. Bardo is my world. I love it. I love being part of it. I love focusing on it, and I just love what Top Chef is doing to all of it and all of us. And I'm super lucky. So here's Restaurant Wars, Mile Mile High Station. Uh, I think people know you've probably been to a, an event at Mile High Station, but you turned it on on its ear. Yeah. And you guys set up these restaurants, mobilized the whole thing from, uh, you know, from soup to nuts. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, they literally put a piece of tape down, right down the center of the room. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, Carrie's team over here, Chris's team over there. And we went for it. It was wild. So uh, could it have gone any better for you? I mean, if you remember when you're watching it, like we had a couple of hiccups here, like my first round of lemon curd, you know, mm-hmm. didn't turn out. But at the end of the day, it was kind of a slam dunk. We did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now, Greg, I would never in a million years think that the order of putting an ingredient on something could cause it to not do what it's supposed to do. It was something about the lemon juice on the egg yolks at yeah. the wrong time. I don't even know what I was thinking. I mean, I've literally made lemon curd a bazillion times, and I guess I just, the first time ever, messed up my 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 pattern, you know? I, I recovered, though, and luckily I had enough mise en place to do it again. Uh, Cause that's a big one. Is like once you do your shop, you're done. You know, that's all the eggs you bought. So luckily, for some reason, I'd bought enough to have a whole nother round. Wow. So when you're preparing your menu, and I think that uh, what was a common ground, common what, what common was common place, common place, yeah, yeah. So I think the rap that they got was, um, you 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 were sensitive to everybody's styles, right? But you didn't delineate one style with all of those styles. You just kept it. Um, kind of everybody in their wheelhouse, but somehow Conifer came together and built a menu, but you really want to have items that you're comfortable with, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody came with an idea, and then, you know, we'd be like, well, rather than, you know, kind of throw a curveball, like, let's stay in the main vein, you know, like of that Colorado, like, almost Americana, I don't, we never even use that word, but that's kind of how it came out. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, everybody, everybody knew what they wanted to do and knew they wanted to, you know, make a dish that they were comfortable with that they knew would, they could execute in the amount of time. And then we all just like chimed in and made sure it was a cohesive, you know, we're a linear group. Well, you had a theme where yeah. the other, the other group did not have a theme. It's their was theme scattered. Was like yeah. Their theme was that there was no theme. You know yeah. I mean? Like everybody could be their own. So person. can you tell right off the bat that we got this one licked? No way. Are you really? kidding me? No. We were, their food was pretty. Was it? I mean, it was touchy and it was all over the place, you know, like they had every type of ethnicity like shown there, or ethnic cuisine, I mean, and uh, it was, we were, it was pretty unsure. Like we knew ours was good and um, they, right off the bat, we were really busy and Bruce was, you know, yelling tickets at Adrian and I. And the other team was just kind of chilling, like finishing up their their work, and like we're like, holy cow, like what are we doing wrong? And um, but then you know it flipped, and once they got busy, we kind of had our lull. So, but we didn't know. I mean, we knew we did well, but it looked like they did really well. So the name Conifer, you you really want you know Conifer Tree, um, Colorado in your estimation. What would have happened if you've been like, uh, let's go out on a limb, uh, weed. That's our restaurant name. Is we they would have <laughs> chronic. It. I don't think the NBC Universal likes to acknowledge but the, the weeds. A, weeds a lot of things, <laughs> you know. But the play yeah, on just uh, weeds, maybe. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, weeds. That type of thing. So I think um, uh, it's not Joe. Who's the other guy? The the, the bigger guy. Uh, he Bruce? was the front of the house. Oh, Joe no, Flam. That's Joe. Is, is it Joe? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he killed it. Oh, you man. gotta have a front of the house. He, right? We the conversation when he was like, "I want to be the GM," and we're like, "Are you sure?" Because I have experience front of house, and I was like, "I'll do it." And he's like, "No, I really think I should do it." So we're like, "Let's do it, man!" And he did such a good job. Yeah, if you want to yeah. do it and you say I want to do it, that means hey, we're gonna let you do let it. Let you do it, man. Yeah, let and you do it. He was like, "I even brought a I brought a coat." <laughs> and I'm ready he looked to good. Go. He looked so good. He and looked he did great. So good. Yeah, he did yeah. great. And then on the flip side, um, there it is, commonplace. Now, uh, maybe not the best choice. Fat, Fatima? Fat, Fatima. Fatima. Um, she, now, they portrayed it to where she was just really not greeting tables and doing the things that she would have, maybe a shy factor or whatever. But I'm thinking that's where the disconnect was. You said yeah. the food was delicious on food there. Food was team. great. And first of all, Fatima is not shy. <laughs> so that is definitely not what it was. Um, and unfortunately, I, because I, you know, I was a line cook, I had my head down in the trenches. Um, I didn't see what they were doing too much. And our rooms were divided, the dining rooms. So we couldn't see each other's, you know, customers or our server, our server staffs. It's just that uh, it's just the worst question when you're on that show to hear is how do you think you did? Because anytime oh, I they know. say uh, that, you know, it's like you almost want to say like, yeah. I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that was awful right. for everything around me. Stop asking me that it's question. It's like when my boss used to call me in the office. Why do you think you should be in trouble right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I, I don't. And half the time, they, you know, they want to hear that you know you're going to exactly. stick to your guns. Uh, so you're you're co-hosting along with uh, myself, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. We're we're gonna get brother luck on the phone are you gonna be able to throw some questions to brother that because you got the insider on it yeah heck yeah let's talk about it he was there yeah he, yes, he, <laughs> yes he was uh i love this season 15 of top chef airs on the bravo network at uh, 8 p.m every thursday evening and it's just been a treat for all of us and and like i said none better than you uh, Carrie Baird to represent Colorado because you're just so classy and kind and everything that uh, we all strive to be. 
here. Oh, well, thank you. And thank uh, you. we do a good job here in Colorado. Uh, John Irvin from Gluten Free Things. He's going to join the show at 630 in the kitchen with Christopher Moore. We had a great dinner, Brian, at Club Re- at Ravenna. Uh, and he's working on a project for Guatemala that's near to his heart to see yeah. if we can gather up some kitchen supplies. And then also there's a uh, presidential dinner for the ACF that's coming up. and It'll be at Stanley Marketplace on the 19th. And the ACF just doing great things and working with chefs and education all the way around. Next hour, we let our hair down a bit. TJ uh, Vitlichil from Rocker Spirits, he's going to come in. Uh, we have a lot of mixologists in the room tonight. Owner of Southside Kitchen and Hidden Idol is uh, John Elliott, and along with uh, Ben Krajenki. Uh, ben wowed me the other night making his drinks, and I can't wait for you to hear from Ben and just some of the concepts and what he's doing, especially with a, a new spirit out. It's called Tracal from the Patagonia region. I need to narrow it down. Is this Argentina? Is it Chile? Uh, where is it from? Babu's in the news. Ben Long will be on with us. I'm looking forward to that. We'll take a quick turnaround. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show. Brother Luck up next. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really care. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy'sGourmetHotDogs.com Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatora. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from Four My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on Season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on Season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right, a lot going on right now on the air everywhere. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and co-hosting tonight, Chef Carrie Baird from Bardo. And trying to get Brother Luck on the phone right now. 
Uh, Carrie, you know how it is when you're in your kitchen, right? Oh, I mean, man. you've hung up on us a couple of oh, times. Stop. I never hung up. It's, somebody hung it up on <laughs> Or you guys hung up on me, maybe. So TJ's trying to get brother on the phone right now. Uh, he was probably expecting us like three, four minutes ago with commercial breaks. But a lot going on. Uh, it's just so much fun to watch Ben, uh, Ben Krajanki from Hidden Idol whip up these delicious island drinks. And again, I, I stopped into Southside on a whim. Well, no, not a whim, on a whim. Uh, we did a live broadcast um, carry at the goods restaurant uh, attached to the tattered cover across from east high school and then uh, everybody's like let's go to south side they've got the fights on and we're like okay uh, the fights yeah like, like a the mma oh okay mma so mma is there and they've got this great setup to where you know t- you can't look at a plate in a corner unless there's a tv getting you <laughs> and so great for football games and sports all in general but um that was really cool to stop in there because I had some history. A, a pal of mine went to high school with, uh, he used to sleep on my buddy's couch, maybe too much information. I got kicked out of my house. I slept on my buddy's couch a couple of times, but uh, there he is, Dave Sanger, who uh, started Sanger's and then 3014 and all of these changes. And, and then, um, uh, long story short, John Elliott comes in and and uh, implement Southside. He's from Scruffy Murphy's fame. I mean, everybody knows about Scruffy Murphy's yeah. if you're a local. And um, John just did a great thing. Beetle Bars upstairs kind of kept the branding with that, but tightened up the ship. And um, there it is. It, it's really appropriately named, Carrie, because it's called Hidden Idol. And there is this Hidden Idol upstairs of Southside Kitchen. And they're busting out these craft cocktails. The ambiance is on point. Um, when I was there, a Gilligan's Island, a Gilligan Island movie was playing in the background, uh, and and you just get into it. And when you see these, you know, uh, uh, the flair and the, look at these drinks. I know what it, it it's tall. <laughs> what are these drinks, Ben? Get up to this microphone here real quick. I want to know. He would just put some heavy push garnish blue right on there. That one right there. What 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 are you whipping up for us? Uh, this is called the Fiction Five. Um, it uses Tricol. Uh, pineapple juice, house-made lime cordial, habanero tincture, and orange citrate. And it's beautiful. Yeah, no, I mean, part of, part of the tiki thing is, is to kind of be whimsical and extravagant. Um, and that really kind of adds to the escape factor of the whole thing. You know, nothing nothing's boring about it. At all. And none oh. of your drinks. I mean, no. you were showing me drinks and left and right, and it was little. I was trying to keep up with what you were doing, you know. Yeah. But here, a torch comes out, and he's like, "Hey, stand back, because I've got my phone up in there." <laughs> you know, I've got some videos I can stay safe. I can show you, uh, brother. Still not on the line right now, so we'll just roll. And when it comes to to Top Chef season fifteen and Chef Carrie Barrett in studio with us, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, um, Carrie Barrett. Here it is. What, I think eight episodes behind you, Carrie. Yeah. Right. Yep. At first blush, you and you know you probably forgot a lot because it was filmed last spring, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then the episodes probably refresh your memory with things. But how do you think you're doing? There's a loaded question so um, far. You know, so there's all these really fun websites out there who kind of draft all of us like fantasy football, you know. And uh, in the, I was picked really low, like. 14 out of 15, I wasn't drafted high. Do they really put odds on you? It's so weird. But um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm winning the, in the points according to the Fantasy League that so I saw. So is it still <laughs> rolling now to where they readjust the odds each week? Do I guess you... so. I'm, I'm no expert on fantasy sure. or how those work. But um, I, I was drafted 14 out of 15, 
and the the podcast that I was listening to, uh, you know, they they said that I was the leader of points earned or something. So I I guess I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> that's that's great. So that's their estimation. But what about you? Do you look at that and go, gosh, I could have? Because it, it, you know, and, and listen, I'll ask the questions, but you kind of seem like you're floating and I don't know whether that's a strategy or not to just kind of be a, a bit uh, under the radar and, and not too big of a person. Like let's face it, brother luck has a big personality, yeah. which makes you a target yeah. uh, all the way around. But you know, is this just your mastermind? How you're going <laughs> through? Did you plan it out to be that way? I wish I did. I wish I could say I planned it, but I didn't, you know, this is truly my personality. I'm just, I'm literally just making the best food I can try not to, you know, make any huge mistakes, try not to make any enemies or get in a fight. <laughs> well, Tanya, let's face it, probably, you know, she exited last week, probably in your favor that she went out and that um, brother took her out in last chance kitchen. This, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was in my favor. I don't think she's mad at me personally. I think she was just kind of having a bad day. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let me just jump in. Jay Parker here. I want to jump in real quick. I want to taste one of these. Drinks. Carrie, uh, answer me this question. Two plus two plus two <laughs> plus one gonna bring this up. equals Wait a what? <laughs> Is it nine, Carrie? Is I, it nine? We saw that and I was like, why are they making me out to be so bad at math? That's an easy one. <laughs> they they definitely, I mean, twice well, now. It's only been two. It's only been two times, but two you times know there'll be another. Two wrong answers. Yeah. Come on, there'll be another time. I guarantee you that. Oh wow! Look at this cocktail. Yeah, give it a shot. Okay. What, what, is, you... what is it called again? What's it called again, Ben? The Fiction Five. The Fiction Five. Fiction Five. It's gorgeous. I'll. We'll definitely put pictures of it on social media. Absolutely. Oh well, that's. Uh, I'm glad that you're doing that now, <laughs> Gary. Has your social media picked up? Um, oh, look who's on the line. Yeah, oh, has your has your social media picked up? A little, and I'm I'm just trying to be better at it and yeah. more consistent. So it's here's, fun. Here's the guy. Uh, he's down at four. Bri brother Luck is, is brother Luck, and he just got back from Italy in studio right now on the mics. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman from Growers Organic, and you know this gal. She's in studio. Uh, Carrie Baird, brother, how are you? Oh, I'm living. I'm living. How you guys doing? Uh, well, not as well as you. <laughs> I'm blessed. I'm blessed. What can I say? Coming off the Italy trip. Man, what, what, I mean, Italy is amazing. It's uh, We ate good. We ate real good and got to see a lot of great stuff. Well, we saw everything that you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you? Did your wife ever say, man, put the phone down, oh, dude? She yelled at me so much. I got in so much <laughs> trouble. She was like... I swear, if I compete with that phone one more time, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's fun to watch you in your element, man. And you, were, I had to ask, man. I would have gained twenty pounds. You gained any weight down there? I, I've been back in the gym as soon as I got back yesterday. It was funny. I had a fan walk up to me, and she was like, she was like, "Chef, I can't believe you're already in the gym after eating all that pasta." And I was like, "I got to burn it off." <laughs> yeah, when you're in that environment in Italy. Um, you're just going to go at it, right? You, you you can't hold yourself back with anything. No. You know, the one thing, though, is you do so much walking. I mean, so, you know, you, you're having these awesome lunches, um, and then you're doing a lot of walking, and then you take a siesta, which, you know, who doesn't need a siesta in their life? That oh, sounds amazing. Always. Looks like the weather held up. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was 50, 60 degrees. I, I heard you guys got some snow out here. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did, sir. All right, right to business. Carrie, you want to lead it off? Sure. Hi, brother. By the way, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How you doing? I'm good. We Colorado missed you. I'm glad you're back. Um, so these guys want to talk about restaurant wars and we just want to, you know, get your perspective of it because uh, they brought 
It brought you guys back and everybody picked uh, sous chefs. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a sous chef, so I don't have an opinion. I just do the work. <laughs> well, and that's and I, I talked to brother on the phone earlier, and that's what he that's what I remember from the episode is he says, uh, "Hey, listen, I may not agree with kind of what the direction that they're taking, but I just have to put my knife to board, and that's my that's my whole job tonight." You know, it was it was it was exciting um, to get picked to come back. Um, obviously, an honor. Um, you know, and I prepped hard. I, I think I was running around the kitchen like a maniac, and uh, I had bones boiling in a fryer, and I was cleaning <laughs> lettuce and shucking oysters and all the above all at once. Um, but you know, it's it's their it was their menu, it was their concept. Um, you know, if they they wanted my opinion, they would ask for it. But you know, it's a uh, there's only so many times where you can say, "Hey, Chris, you sure you want to put two donuts on this plate?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, I let's. Mean, I, I I feel pretty confident in my my plating abilities. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't ask my opinion, so. There you go. It's 630 on 630 KHOW and iHeart Radio Station. Uh, online with us is Chef Brother Luck from 4 by Brother Luck. Let's just rewind and reset. Season 15 of Top Chef on Bravo Network uh, airs Thursday nights here locally at 8 p.m. And they also have another element that you can go to bravotv.com and watch Last Chance Kitchen. Last time we talked... Um, coincidentally, brother, you were eliminated off the show a couple of weeks ago, and there you go to Italy, and and I saw in your tweet, hey, listen, I could have never planned that out, <laughs> but there, yeah. there it, it was a huge kawinky dink, man. And you know, I'm I'm glad it worked out that way because yeah, kind of cool. Handled, I don't think I could have handled all the, the the questions. You know, that was a it was a sensitive week for me. Yeah, uh, you couldn't have written it any better, that's for sure. Uh, so there you are, and Chef Keegan Gerhardt was on um, the phone that evening along with Carrie, and he was judging that week. And you were tasked with a um, a German plate and a German pairing. And you, let's face it, you exited because they said you didn't you didn't follow through with what the concept was. Uh, your thoughts? I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm always going to disagree that that conversation. I think, uh, you know, I made I made one mistake, and uh, you know, I, I I own it. It is what it is. Uh, but I think I definitely took inspiration from it. I, I took I took a challenge, and they said, you know, take a German dish and make it make it upscale, make it make it yours. And uh, I mean, just because I put an egg roll wrapper around cabbage, potatoes, caraway, beer, sausage, and served it with a, a mustard sauce with sour cream and, and uh, apples. I, <laughs> I don't know how much more German I can, I can put in that. But so do, was, do you uh, figure you, you, you un, unrightfully exited? Oh, definitely. I think, I think you know, when I'm standing there um, next to, to Joe uh, Sasto at the time, who, you know, he had a, he had a, a dish that was was overcooked. The sausage was really dry and crumbly, and um, the uh, you know he had that Brit, that beet spritz on his plate on his on his rattler on and, his rattler, yeah. And then uh, you know I have Adrian who uh, is arguing with the judges about salt content. I mean, you know, under seasoned food, overcooked food, and I got sent home for a dish that yeah. tasted really good. But Tom was Tom was hung up on that egg roll, so. Yeah, so was Keegan, though. So was Keegan, though. I mean, I, I'm sure you watched the episode, but he was like, listen, 
hey, the guy'd still probably be here if he could have followed followed the directions of what he was supposed to do. But yeah, regardless, I, I think they should have been clearer on the directions. But well, it, chef, let me jump in. Jay Parker here. You you said it, which struck a, a a thing in my brain, which was they said take German and make it your own. And if, on your side of the table, that's what you did. Like you didn't. They didn't tell you take do German, but keep it uh, traditional German. They said take German and and make it your own. And so you threw it into uh, an egg roll, right? I mean, you know, I'm I'm always gonna be me. I'm I'm always confident, and and you know, my thoughts. I have great stories behind my food. I think about things a lot, and uh, you know, I I could have made a schnitzel. I could I could have done a spätzle or, you know, something generic. But you know, it's Top Chef. Like, yeah, step your game up, and uh, they they just weren't having it. So it is what it is. So you know, I- now now I get to play around in Last Chance Kitchen and stay away from all the all the craziness of the house and. Uh, yeah, mono we mono. Taking the chefs out one by one, so I'm three and zero right now. <laughs> mono we mono, and you you said something that really struck a chord with me, and I think you're absolutely right. As you you drew some inspiration from that, and going into Last Chance Kitchen, uh, you're knocking them out, man. Hey, I can cook. You know, I'm uh, <laughs> all of us can cook on that show, and uh, I'm I'm you know if you if you really watch my my success on the show, um, I did well in quick fires the most. Because I think quick. I think Carrie and I both share that uh, that thought process of, of being able to adapt to a situation and make something happen. And I think her and I were probably one of the few in the house that, that really thrived in that environment. Yeah. I, I, Carrie, I said to Jay while we were watching the show again that, um, look, at you know, Brother Luck has probably, in my estimation, and again, you're, you're not in the mix right now as a contender, but you have the strongest personality uh, by far, in my estimation, on that show. And I think that can work for you or against you. Uh, and we said, brother, that Carrie kind of, uh, you know, and I call her, she kind of floats in the middle there, uh, which I think is working in her favor. Do you have any thoughts on that? I, I, th- I think, you know, Richard Blaze said it right. I was listening to a podcast, and he said, uh, Top Chef is truly about a defensive strategy. It's, it's not about winning the challenges. It's about not going home and winning the last one. And and that, for me, I think if I ever got the opportunity to do Top Chef again, is exactly how I would go into it. I wouldn't go in there trying to just win every single quick fire and every single elimination challenge. You know, I, I would try to not go home. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, what's it going to take for you to get back into um, being a, a contender in Top Chef back on well, the show? Tom, Tom made the announcement last week that uh, I've got to fight three more chefs. So uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm 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 shooting 500 or I'm shooting a, five, a three and zero right now, and I'm just I'm looking forward to whoever ends up in that kitchen, and you know, <laughs> it's like the playoffs, man. It's my, it's my house, like winner go home. I love it, man. Okay, can we catch up next week again? Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah, sorry, uh, Brian, Brian Freeman here, Chef. I'm curious, what was the, one of the top highlights of your uh, Italy trip, food wise? Oh. um... That's a, that's a tough question. Uh, I would say um, definitely the uh, the debate between proper al dente. <laughs> oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like, you know, we ate at phenomenal restaurants, and, and you know, the pasta is either almost borderline raw al dente or it's like right at that perfect al dente touch. I mean, it, it seems like it's a cultural uh, battle between between restaurants and chefs. That's interesting. So you're saying a little undercooked, even though you'd uh, think you're in the house of pasta there in Italy. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there was some where it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not digging this one. Right, uh, it's not but, cooked. <laughs> but you know, I don't know if that's my palate as a, as a, you know, Western American chef. But uh, you know, and then there was other restaurants we ate at where the pasta was was money. I mean, it was it was pulled at the right time. It was sauced at the right time. And you know, I think after being on the show with people like Carrie and and Sasto and 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 Big Joe and and Bruce, like I mean, it was a I, I didn't even risk making pasta. Like we, <laughs> those guys were solid in that stuff. Brother, you're gonna come back on the show, aren't you? Well, you're just gonna uh, have to stay tuned and watch. I I'm know a, you are, man. I know I, I don't, it's gonna no, come down between you and Carrie. You guys <laughs> secretly hate each other because something goes on at the end there. I mean, uh, isn't that a great story though? Yes. Like, it wouldn't end up the Battle of Colorado. Yes. Like, oh man. In Colorado, I, I don't think a producer could write that. That that would just be poetic. I'll take it as a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it as a yes. Yeah, but, I don't quit though, man. I I, I keep fighting. You I know, know you, you do, knock man. Me down, I'm gonna get back up, and you better start running. Hey, man, you, you you're. you're you impress, that's for sure. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, letting me uh, chat with you guys. You bet. There he is. Bye, brother. brother. Yep, brother Luck. Four by brother Luck. Um, have you been down there yet? I haven't, actually. I'm. Shall I'm... we do a field trip sometime? Yes, or... please. Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's heavy on my to-do list, and uh, soon. I like it. I'll drive. You'll drive? Yeah, but I'm going to drive Brian's car. I'm in. I'm in. I'm game for that. Isn't it, isn't it kind of weird, Carrie, how, you know, Brother's off the show still, but he's still really a pretty big storyline on yeah. the show? I mean, just you keep saying it. His personality is he's so tough and scary and not scary. Like to, to compete in a cooking challenge with him, he is a huge presence. And, well, I mean, he's scary in the sense that he might beat you to death also. Yeah. I mean, he could do both. You know? I mean, he if, could do anything. Yeah, he can yeah, outcook you. He's not you. a small boy. And then if he loses, he's like, well, nah, I'll just, uh, just cave you in. Then. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, so I want, I'm going to adjust a couple of things because I want to give John Irvin his proper due. So we'll talk to John at the top of the hour. We'll take a break now. We'll come back, um, just chop it up with Carrie for a couple of minutes, and then we'll go to In the Kitchen and uh, head to the country club via phone. Ravenna is a uh, cool spot club at Ravenna that we got to take a trip to uh, a couple nights ago, and they just rolled out the red carpet for us, and it was really fun. So we'll catch up with John Irvin at the top of the hour, and then we'll go into – is uh, TJ on anybody's ra- radar? TJ Vitlichil, uh, Rocker Spirits? No word. He's on the way, but no word yet. No word yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then John Elliott and Ben Krajanki from Hidden Idol. These d- drinks are – what do you think of the drinks, Carrie? So good. It's like <laughs> – Delicious. Now is that your jam? Is it too sweet for you? Is it uh, you know I'm a I'm a bourbon guy. I'm, I'm a, a scotch guy. I'm a bourbon gal. Yeah, you know, I drink my I drink my whiskey rye. Yeah, but um, this is good. It's pineapple. Yeah. Um, it's cold, which is very refreshing and not too sweet. A little thick for me, but yeah. really good. Does it make you want to go uh, sit on a beach somewhere? I can feel the wind in my hair already. <laughs> you can. <laughs> All right, uh, that was fun, huh, bro? Uh, it was fun, and if you could just see the look on her face in the in studio here, that was great, Gary. <laughs> if you want to see the look on her face, sweetheart. go to the Modern Eater Facebook page or the Modern Eater on Instagram, and you can see just that. I love it. All right, we'll take that break. We'll come right back. The Modern Eater Show. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Chef Carrie Baird from uh, Bardo and Top Chef Season 15. Back in the flash right here in the iHeart Studios. Ciao a tutti. It's Elise Wiggins. You want me to go ahead and do it? From Tattoo Bella, the chef of the year from Eater Denver. One more time, one more time. And you are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. 
Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning Dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. I'm back to the show momentarily, but right now it's time for Jeff Rourke and A-plus Beverage Solutions. A-plus Beverage Solutions, they're in- installing magic everywhere. Faucets that are efficient. Uh, maintenance, uh, it, he's key to it. You know, he'll follow up once he puts the faucets in there. Just put in uh, 70 faucets at, Seven zero. at uh, tap 14 and they're off the hook all colorado craft beer and you don't want to be one of those people that owns a bar and you're pouring inefficient beer it's foamy the temperature is wrong it makes you look foolish because you're not going to spend a couple of extra bucks if you're pouring inefficient uh, beer what are you doing jay you're pouring your money down the drain please don't pour your money down the drain get an a-plus report card from jeff rourke and a-plus beverage solutions 20 years in the business family owned and operated just had a newborn baby man a Christmas baby born on Christmas Day. How cool is that? <laughs> Support your local people and none better in the business. 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke, A-Plus Beverage Solutions. My name is Chef Keegan Gerhardt, owner of D-Bar, and you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are back at it. Just a couple of minutes, and then we'll go to In the Kitchen with Chef Christopher Moore. And actually, this is something, Carrie... So we're, we're at the club at Ravenna, and we're listening to Christopher Moore, and he has a tie-in to Ecuador with his wife. And apparently, as he's down there, um, there's kind of a cultivated culinary scene right now, um, but they don't have the means. They, they don't have the utensils. And, and it's like if you were to go somewhere and you have a tie-in to someplace, um, and you have all the resources in the world, you know, Christopher comes back here and everything's plentiful. And you're like, how, how can I help, right? And, and that's what Christopher uh, did. So we're going to reach out to our chef community and say, do you have lightly used pots and pans? 
things that you don't need because he's got a he's got a box right brian he's got a box ready to go down to ecuador right yeah well and what was crazy is he was talking about these there's a there's this culinary school there that they're using pans that are he said his his saute pan was eight years old and he says you know i i make my people throw them out every eight months here Mm -hmm. Yeah, at, at 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 their kitchen, and so you know he he's that that's where they I guess this idea maybe sort of percolated is is the fact that mm-hmm. you know a lot of kitchens in, in these bigger institution like kitchens are are moving through equipment yeah in a way that it, it's not necessarily bad. Why don't we keep it in use? You so know? we want to see if we can fill a box. You know, I think we can do it. I know we can do it. it do you? Yeah. Okay. How- I was- how big is the box? I was like, we'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> next up. Uh, Top Chef Season 15, uh, we all look forward to it. This next week, is there a preview that we can roll around in our minds? Do you know what's up on the next Top Chef? Um, You know, honestly, I don't know. I haven't seen a preview yet. I think I I kind of forget. I have PTSD or something, so I'm not totally right. sure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, well, uh, you're, you're in the Alps, I think, coming up. Something. Some something like that. Yeah. There's some of that one, and it, we can't press you because we don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, over I'm not going to get in trouble. But. Yeah. Oh, she's tight lipped, man. They haven't trained on yeah. that. I've been. Yeah. I'm, I'm well seasoned. But <laughs> 15 grand so far is in your pocket. Yeah. What's up? Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. You, where are you taking us out to? Uh, it's probably spent. I said Jay, you should ask her. But I, th- I here is my guess. She'll say, "I'm going to pay bills with it." Well, I haven't received it yet. <laughs> is it earmarked? So, Check is it in the mail. Well, they don't They don't actually pay you out until the episode airs just to make sure that, sure. you know, I truly didn't have a fur coat on the whole time. Right. So uh, I haven't I haven't received any of my earnings, but um, I'm going to put it in savings. I'm going to set aside a nice chunk for Uncle Sam. And then, you know, I don't know, you know, do something nice for my parents or Aww, something. So oh, that's sweet. nice. Well, yeah. she's thinking about that 125 grand she already has. Stop. You <laughs> add that together and it's two plus two. Yeah. Plus what? Yeah. Two. I don't know. What a million dollars, <laughs> Carrie. You got a million dollars coming to you. Um, Carrie, don't be an accountant. No, I'm good. I like my profession. I'm going to stay. <laughs> so let's uh, take a break. We'll come back and talk to Christopher Moore. I think that, you know, any time that we can help because our resources are plentiful, mm-hmm. there's kind of an obligation for us to do so when it's a good cost. We'll listen to that. And then also the presidential dinner um, that's coming up. So we'll take a break. Come back. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and Chef Kerry Baird from Bardo here in town. Bardo, where's, what's the address? Uh, 2227 West 32nd Avenue. 2227. <laughs> no, Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Add all those numbers together. 2227 West 32nd Avenue here in Denver. Yeah. How's business? Great. Yeah. Really good. Uh, we're very busy and we have, did you guys know we have a secret dining room above us at Bardo? Yeah, Mardo? you showed us. Um, we, our, our group, Crafted Concepts, is opening a new restaurant. Uh, it's a French concept called Moran. Moran, M-O-R-I-N. And um, we're going to be doing some uh, private dinners up there. Oh, I bet it'll be crazy. It's going to be really fun. There's some reservations available still. I see a uh, show up there. Oh, yeah. We can watch Top Chef up there, too, on Thursdays. It's epic. I love it. Yeah, it's really good. So you have your own hidden idol. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. (laughs) All right, we'll take a break. Come back with Christopher Moore, uh, executive chef at uh, Ravenna. Club at Ravenna. Club at Ravenna. All right, we'll come back. Take a break right here at the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. 
Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale, taste lavender tripel, and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com, and remember to drink globally, locally. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things. A dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Yes, they are a dedicated gluten-free and vegan. That's big right now. I can't wait to talk to John Irvin at the top of the hour. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Growers Organic. And uh, she's a star. I don't know whether she wanted to be or not, but um, she absolutely is. It's like we feel we know her better than uh, we, we probably should. But uh, Chef Carrie Baird from Bardo and, and Top Chef in studio with us. Carrie it's just like I said, just seeing your face and then seeing you on TV, and it's like I know her. Greg, can I? Well, can I jump yeah. in, Jay Parker? Here, this is what I said when I went and got her downstairs, and we got in the elevator, and it's like I was like uh, hot Were flashes. You yeah, I, I'm, you and it's flushed? like I'm like I know I know her, and I've been to the restaurant for dinner and all, but it's like I just got finished watching the episode, yeah. and she's on t- TV, she's a star, and it's like I'm looking at her, and I'm like, just be cool, man, like, just <laughs> just be cool, you know. And I didn't be cool because I'm like, uh, hey, listen, I thought you're a celebrity, and I get to. <laughs> talk to you you know and i'm in the elevator alone it's like uh and she's probably like yeah. looking at the floor numbers going like uh let's go four let's just <laughs> get up to right. four and you're I gonna survive. get a lot of weirdos like this now Carrie. oh man it's it's i uh my wait staff said they saw some people taking a picture of me from across the room their arms fully extended in the zoom, zoom all, all the way, way in, in and just following me around the but you're approachable too. I, it's like he can I, I get right up to you. Yeah. You know, and I you're mean, fine with that. I'm gonna be famous for like ten mi- ten more minutes, maybe, you know. So but it's your time. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's Carrie, time. Brian Freeman here. 
Carrie, you radiate. And I swear, I tell you bigger, every time bigger, I see you, bigger. she just, well, she, this, it's like positive energy. You get near her and she is just the sweetest. She hates every like, second. Oh, she's. Like, quit talking yeah. about You're me. so nice. You're so nice. Oh, that's. Just, <laughs> it's so, it's so true. It's we all so have, true. We all have a crush on you. Yeah. I know that you have a boyfriend that you love, but we can still have a crush, can't we? <laughs> all right. To the phone. More work to do. Christopher Moore. Chef Christopher Moore. Uh, club at Ravenna. He laid out the red carpet for myself, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, John Irvin, and Brian Freeman. We came up there to visit you. First of all, Chef, thank you very much. For... Oh, you're absolutely welcome. It's my pleasure. Uh, you're in the In the Kitchen segment. First of all, th- thanks for uh, toasting up that gluten-free bread. It was delicious, right? It, it was delicious. Um, unbelievable. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how he... Uh... I get that nice caramel note in it. He doesn't want you to figure it out. He just wants you to buy some. I know that. (laughs) That won't be a problem buying it. So so. we we have uh, four minutes of work to do. We're going to do two and two. First of all, I already, in the last segment, we talked about Ecuador. Um, But if you could just take, I'm going to let you roll with it. Talk about Ecuador, your ties to it, and what you're trying to accomplish. And then we need to know how big of a box we need to fill because I think we're confident we can do it. Okay. uh, So first of all, it's Guatemala. Um, so yeah, we're I'm off to the right start there. Sorry about You're that. Good. Chef. No, no, not a worry, not a worry. Uh, okay, so there's there's a there's a small village uh, on Lake Atitlan outside of it's about uh, two hours outside of Guatemala City. Um, Lake Atitlan is a beautiful place, um, but this uh, village is one of the most rural and most impoverished areas. The education rate only goes up to maybe the third grade uh, because uh, children usually end up having to support the family. So back in the 60s, a group started this foundation called uh, Amigos de Santa Cruz, and it's a nonprofit, and they created a school there to teach vocational uh, education, whether it's they have a culinary arts program, they teach how to do sewing, weaving, looming, textiles, uh, and to, to give, these, give these kids, as they become young adults, uh, a brighter future. Um, I was so impressed by the food when I went and ate at the, at the student-run cafe that we decided to we decided to uh, offer up help, say, hey, you know what, things that we take for granted, use saute pans that, that are still usable. You know, we, we go through saute pans like every eight months uh, just by volume. They use the same pans for like seven years. Um, I, I contacted them and they said, hey, you know what, this would be great. We could probably donate some stuff. I'll talk, reach out to the culinary community and um, looking for things like um, spoons, rubber spatulas, like high heat spatulas with saute pans anywhere from eight inch to 14 inch. Um, corkscrews, cutting boards, things like that. And we're looking to fill a 30 by 30 box. Um, I've already paid for the box and the shipping. I just need uh, everyone's help to just kind of help fill the box. What's our deadline? Um, our deadline is February 9th. Woo. Um, I've, already gotten, I've already gotten four donations. I'm going to put something on, on Instagram and uh, on, on my Facebook page saying that, you know, this is what I've already got so far, and I want to just kind of get the ball rolling. Well, we have a celebrity in the studio with us. Carrie, you think we can help out? I, I'm absolutely sure we can help out. Uh, you know, there's stuff laying around, especially in my kitchen, uh, that I just haven't used in a long time. I just have too many, or, you know, they're, they're totally fine, but they're just collecting dust. You're a hoarder. I am not. I'm a, a hoarder. hoarder. <laughs> it sounds like my closet. I haven't worn that in a long time, yeah. but I might need it. I'm going to need it someday. That's yeah. right. Um, no, but heck yeah. I'd love to put okay. it in there. Cool. It's so that, a good that, cause. That would, be, that would be great to donate. If you have any questions, anyone has any questions about it, if you go to amigosdesantacruz.org, that's their website for the foundation. Um, Alex McFarlane is the, one of the directors that I talked to and walked around, and he gave me a tour. 
and uh, I met I met the chef who was once a student. They they start they can start as early as 12 years old. It's completely free for them to go to school. They only have to have the the ability and the desire to get up and go learn, and that's one of the things that really uh, really struck me. Yeah, because I was on the South Lawn East High School, not wanting to do any of that stuff. So, I mean, big ups to them. Okay, one minute left. Uh, actually, about forty seconds, but we'll set this up and we'll get you back next week and a few more times. But on uh, okay. February nineteenth, there it is, ACF Presidential Dinner, and that's the uh, outgoing and the incoming president of the ACF that we'll be anointing. Um, you'll be at the Stanley Marketplace, and that's going to be a big deal. Yes, that's at the hangar. Um, it's open to the public. Tickets are $40. You can find them on Eventbrite. I think you just look up either Colorado Chefs Association, uh, and it comes up. Um, and just like you said, there's going to be 10 chefs doing action stations with food, cash bars. We have a silent auction, um, and it's, it's, it's a fun time. We're using it's Colorado Chefs using Colorado products. It's a Monday, isn't it? It is a Monday. You, can you go, Carrie? Yeah, you I can go. want to go pal around? Who's the new president? So... Uh, uh, J.P. Krause is our incoming president. He's the executive chef at the Children's Hospital in Aurora. And our outgoing president uh, is Scott Smith, who's a, who's a, a culinary educator at Johnson & Wales University. Ooh, cool. Yeah, I could I'm go the, Monday. I'm, sure. I'm the dinner chair, so I'm the one who gets to put the word out. Nice. Well, you get a celebrity and a couple of hacks um, <laughs> that, that'll come in that night, and we'll do some interviews and, and pal around, have a good time, and get to spend some time with you. But uh, I got to say... Uh, there's none better. Uh, ACF uh, President Joan Brewster, it's, she's amazing here in Colorado. Yeah, she does a great job. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Christopher. You're welcome. You guys have a great All day. All right, we're going to get that done, and then we'll do a follow-up, okay? Okay, great. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay, there he is. He's a really nice guy. He's a huge advocate of the show, too. Which well, an incredible chef, too. All right, we'll come back with the next hour, John Irvin, and then we've got um, a, a full lineup. We'll be back next hour on The Modern Eater. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to The Modern Eater Show. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. Hi, everybody. It's Carrie. I'm here at iHeartRadio on The Modern Eater. Sorry, Carrie Baird from Bardot. I'm with uh, Greg Hollenbach and Jay Parker. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, I'll learn how to turn my microphone on. Oh. Brian Freeman here with us as well. Uh, Carrie, that was great. Oh, I'll get I'll get better. I swear. I know, but it's repetition, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you jumped right in talk there. Talk about be putting on spots, and I've had a cocktail. I know. Going on number two. <laughs> a delicious one. I can't wait to talk cocktailing in the second hour. We uh, have a little bit more fun, I would say. Yeah, right? I mean, it's uh, we can't have too much. Yeah. We well, yes, we can. Yes, we can. And I'm in the wind. Uh, I, I'm already in Florida in my mind. I'm, mm -hmm. ta I'm taking the red eye to uh, <laughs> Fort Myers here in the next few hours. So at midnight, I'll be on a plane. It's been a while, but I'm coming to see you, Dad. You know, you got to see, see Pop. Got to see your folks. You see I've your seen folks. mine once in uh, 41 years. So thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, hello. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't family talk radio. Uh, this know, is you know, modern know. eater show. Let's, yeah, no. let's heal Jay. <laughs> Come here, Jay. I, I forgot I'm not supposed to be myself all the time. I forgot about that. <laughs> Joining the show right now, and I wanted to give him a good run. I've been beating the drum, um, Carrie, and I'll talk to you specifically. 
But um, gluten-free, not only just celiacs, which is a teeny, teeny part of the population, I think 0.8%, something like that. But there's lifestylers of people that just feel better. Um, their joints hurt. They've had headaches. They don't know why. Inflammation flares up with people. And so they just stay away from the gluten altogether. And just to give you some background, and John Urban from Gluten-Free Things joining us. Um, John, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. Get that microphone on there. It's on. It's on, but he's off. Uh, Brian, as I, as I set this up, jump over here and we'll get that microphone situation. Um, jump into Brian's seat here because we can get you on a full stretch. Uh, so beating this drum, and, and this is what I mean. Traditionally, chefs are like, yeah, I have gluten-free options on my menu. And um, they're gluten-free options that are organically gluten-free. It's just easy for the chef. It's a no-brainer. And to bring in a gluten-free product, uh, you know, it, it's difficult. Usually gluten-free has gotten the wrap that it tastes like the package it comes in. And uh, right, rightfully so. But then it steps in John Irvin, which there you go. You got a mic, John. Yeah. Okay. Steps in John Irvin, uh, a dedicated gluten-free vegan bakery in Arvada. And we've literally, literally have been in his bakery and had people come in that will enjoy a loaf of bread or a pizza crust and cry <laughs> because they haven't had those types of things on their menu for so long, and it's so touching. And I look at the restaurant industry, and I look at food costs, and I look at growth, and um, it's it's steady. Your, your margins are like 8%. If you're doing really, really well in a restaurant, that's your on the bottom line, that's your profit margin. And in an industry where gluten-free and vegan isn't just a buzzword anymore it's a it's a lifestyle it's a dietary restriction um to see these people uh they they flock to places mm -hmm. that, that carry these types of product one of the restaurants that john works with is what is it a brucie's a brucie's yes a brucie's and a brucie's is an italian restaurant that has uh all all kinds of gluten-free options but they're not just organically gluten-free uh, at first blush, and again, I expect that you'll. I've had chefs tell me up and down, I'm just going to put gluten free products or uh, gluten free organically on my menu. Um, but to be able to cater to those types of people is, is do, do you see a need for it? Absolutely. I mean, in order to stay relevant, you have to, you know, see where the trends are going. And so many people are, if not choosing to be gluten free, are just gluten free now. Um, and it is nice to be able to, you know, just put, put it over spaghetti squash or something, but it's a texture thing. If mm -hmm. you can get a pizza crust that actually tastes like pizza crust that you ate, you know, like you're, oh man, that is just like, that's a gift. It's amazing. Cause you have a standard at Bardo, right? I yeah. mean, you, and it all comes through you. Um, but what we're seeing and it's so hard to ignore anymore. And you, you touched upon the word trend, right? Trends are Is this a trend? Is this a fad? Um, but I firmly believe in an industry right now where uh, we're struggling, especially with this minimum wage increase, um, with certain other expenses that take away, that to ignore um, this, this growing massive. And then the vegan thing. Vegan drives me nuts because I think it's so political. Yeah. Uh, just just the, the veganism itself. Um, in my mind, when you it used to drive me crazy, but 
Jay, you've been trying to do vegan. Uh, you say 90% of my diet is vegan, right? Uh, well, I would, I've revised it to 80-20. And, <laughs> and, but it's the truth. I know John last, but it's the truth. So here's, here's what I do. All day long, everywhere I go, here's my bag of celery and an organic apple oh, in it that, that I got from Growers Organic <laughs> and Mr. Brian Freeman. Uh, I do 80-20, so all day long, everywhere I go, I honestly I eat the, the, the best vegan lifestyle that anyone can tell you. And then at night, that 20% is any anything goes right and and that's something and when that, he says anything goes i mean it's anything i mean goes. it's like fold it's like okay i'll order a pizza and then yeah. i'll go buy one of the fast food joints get a couple burgers put it in the pizza roll it up and dip it dip it in chocolate sauce while i watch golden girls that's that's what i mean right but it's like that's what keeps me sane is to be able to have you know that because i love meat and i and i and and that's why a lot of chefs when they go like uh, well you know there's meat that's why i do it so i do 80 20 and i'm an advocate for the vegan lifestyle but I'm not a, an activist, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And the gluten-free people, they, they'll just hide in the shadows. They'll take whatever you give them. Yeah. And John, you say all the time, people don't believe that it's gluten-free. My one, uh, yeah, I've had actually, uh, like, uh, my one buddy at the stadium had an argument with one of the- Christopher Dijon. Christopher Dijon had an argument with uh, some lady- said, this isn't gluten-free, it can't be gluten-free. And he says, I know the person personally, known for 20 years. We've been at the stadium now for uh, this past season. But one of the things is, is that with respect to the gluten-free, and my wife's been promoting it for 30 years, is that I don't think the people actually ate what they made. And so there's been some, you know, we got into the right place at the right time. And as an engineer, I set up specifications. 85% of your customers are that are gluten-free are not celiacs. And the thing is that that 10 to 15%, they won't even walk into a place outside of like a brewski's. Now, uh, a brewski's actually has separated, you know, has dedicated, dedicated all that, all that and stuff, stuff and everything else. And uh, they're actually on 23rd and Youngfield in Arvada, and they're phenomenal, their new restaurant. But the thing is about with respect to the gluten-free is that I set a, I'm, I'm trying to set a standard that I will be willing to eat. Like on Thursday evening, Christopher Moore, you know, ate this stuff, and I don't have no problem in putting our product in front of people. You know, some people don't like chocolate. That's the way life is. There's people who are going to be allergic to rice flour and tapioca, but we've minimized our ingredients, made it the best cost-effective product we can possibly do, and to be all honest, used a lot of engineering background. But with respect to things like, you know, making these all these creations um, uh, that all these different chefs do, that's not what I do. I know what I'm good at. I know what we do. We make great bread. We complement it. I always say we're like kind of, kind of like the BASF of the gluten-free world. I don't know if you just cussed or not. What? I'm just yeah. kidding. It's what like, is that? What, what I, acronyms always throw Oh, BASF. That's, remember, it used to be a lot years ago. It was BASF. We don't make the stuff. We just make it better. Oh, okay. Back, this is back yeah. before your time. When, hey, TJ, does Brian's mic work yet? Are you able to get that plugged in? Because we'll need that next segment for sure. Everybody's on. But, but uh, we're live ah, over here. Hey, here we go. We're back at it. There. So as I beat this drum, and I've done it for a long time, and actually we've made a lot of headway. And I think it's really important because dietary restrictions and a lot of times like Carrie, I would implore you. Um, I did no dairy and and no um, no grains for a month in November. I couldn't eat anywhere. 
Really? I could not go out to eat it's... because it's like I'm eating a steak. No, it's laden in butter. It's it, 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 you know, does this have dairy? Yes, dairy is everywhere. Yeah. Um, gluten is everywhere. And um, so I mix it up like because I like to put myself in other folks shoes. And I think in the restaurant industry, particularly, we need to be all inclusive mm -hmm. and we really need to see uh, is this a trend or is this uh, something that's going to stick and uh, gluten free vegan. It's not going anywhere. Let me let me say one last thing, Greg, with respect to you. the reason why we did vegan and gluten free. Number one, because it was a better challenge also because of all the change in lifestyle and stuff. Um, I still like my meat, you know, and everything. If you do the but liver and onions thing. I love liver and onions. Is that what you're going to do? Oh, well, not everybody <laughs> likes liver and onions. <laughs> but my point being is that the reason why we did the gluten-free vegan is because I have a lot of customers who have egg and dairy issues yeah. that come into my shop. Not because didn't want to, you know, I wanted to go to the vegan. Uh, the thing is, is that it's, it is actually more difficult to make our product but it has a wider audience. I have a lot of vegans uh -huh. that are coming into our shop, yeah. not because they're gluten-free. Right. And so the thing is, is that it also opens up a lot of avenues for the chefs in that the chefs can actually truly do a gluten-free vegan product and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it just uh, it's one of those things where... I'll leave the work to you got, because that's what you're doing, and you're doing it very well. And uh, when Jay and I were up there and we saw a family come in and, and say... Um, give us a dozen of those cupcakes. It's our birthday, and we haven't had this in a long time. Mm -hmm. And that gal broke down into tears yeah. that she could feel normal again. Uh, it touched my heart. Our icing is our icing is vegan, it's delicious. People always want to so ask good. me how how do you how do you make the dog on stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know. How do you make it? Just give, give me like the main ingredient. Main ingredient, love. No, no, no. Ah. I just took a bite it's of it. A, it's an ancient Syrian secret. It, it's like you try saying if the Top Chef. Carrie, how did you win? I can't say that yeah. I won. <laughs> Love. Yeah. I just I just want to be able to produce the best product yeah. to the people You're that can take it job. and make it even better. Yeah. But, John, where is your shop? You keep talking about that. Where is your oh, shop? Oh, we're at 64th and Sims in Arvada. And okay. uh, you can go on to glutenfreethings.com. And actually, glutenfreevegan.com is actually our uh, website that has a lot of information about all the different things that accompany gluten-free, like fibromyalgia, MS, and all them kind of things inflammation but glutenfreethings.com it has a gluten-free survival kit which i think is really really cool has all of our breads and uh yeah like greg says greg's even seen it and it used to drive me up a wall but now i kind of accept it but people come walking in and they get they start crying they taste well, your stuff it's crazy you've got three types of rice flour in there alone you told yes. me the other night yes three kinds of rice flour three kinds of tapioca um we're minimal ingredients and uh We've been very fortunate, you know. It's just, I guess, my. I always say I'm not a smart man. I'm just too stupid to quit. And it's one of them things where there's been times when I didn't think I was going to be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And we've actually tested it here actually recently, and our our formula is very solid. Keep it up, man. Keep it up. All right, John. Thank you. As thank always. you. There, thank you. There it is. Um, I want I, I want to hear the, people's opinion with that just because I think it it really matters. And again, for chefs, it's just a no brainer to put items on their menu that are organically gl gluten free. Um, but in some sense, I think it's the easy way out because people really appreciate uh, when you have things that resemble the foods that they've loved for so long to have a loaf of bread in front of you. 
it, it's amazing. All right, we're going to let our hair down. We're going to do this upright. Uh, cocktailing is the thing, and it just so happens I'm heading to Florida, and I'll probably um, be drinking a lot of these tropical-style drinks, but I'll be sad because they won't taste like this. <laughs> and uh, what I mean by that is I was wowed by uh, Ben Kerjenke, Hidden Idol. It's a tiki bar uh, above Southside Kitchen on Colfax. And um, we're going to catch up with these guys. And then one of the ingredients that uh, Ben fell in love with is Ben Long's Tracal. And it's an interesting story. Uh, you're going to get into this. And I want to figure out what some of your favorite drinks are too, Carrie. Uh, but in studio in the iHeart Studios this week, again, I'll be off next uh, week. Jay will be riding the ship. Which uh, scares me to death. Yeah, it should. Next week. It really should. <laughs> I'll call in and freak you out somehow. <laughs> I'm You're sure not you on will. the air. Or yeah, something I'm sure like you that. Will. Um, freak him out with that. But we'll come back. We'll take a break. We'll come back with uh, John Elliott, uh, owner of Hidden Idol in Southside Kitchen, and Ben Krajenki, the. Um, He's a master of all trades, but he has uh, really figured out delicious drinks. And Hidden Idol is something that I was wowed with just a couple of nights ago. And Ben Long from Tricol will join the conversation as well. We'll be back in a flash. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. He's uh, sitting back to, uh, drinking a delicious island drink. And uh, Chef Carrie Baird, who took the time out. Well, thank you, Carrie, for taking time out tonight it's a it's a nice saturday night break i haven't even been outside of the restaurant on saturday in ages netflix and chill tonight oh man. with the mister uh well he's in service so oh he is yeah he's working he's totally working. you're gonna go home and look around and be like what in the well i don't even know what saturday night looks like. like you know she's gonna Who like, are be you? doing something weird <laughs> She's not expecting me for That's, a few more hours. Right. It's probably like uh, crocheting and and doing cat stuff. And it's like, why are you home? Yeah. I'm not she, expecting She's wearing an outfit. Like, what are you doing? Right. Okay, we'll come back. These guys are going to join us, John and Ben, next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to the Bindery, Eatery, Market, and Bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampston-Fox, owner of the Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, 
France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at the bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at the bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, this is uh, Certified Master Chef Ed Janos from Cooked Fresh Market. And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I was going to ask Carrie to bring us back from every single break just because it seems right. And her voice is much more appealing than mine. And she's much more interesting than me. Uh, Greg Hollenbach. Jay Parker and uh, Chef Carrie Baird. Let's introduce them to the show. It's John Elliott, owner of Southside Kitchen and Hidden Idol. Hey guys, welcome to the show, John. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good, Good to, to be see. here. Uh, ben Krajenki, and um, again, I said uh, master of all trades, but especially you've mastered <laughs> bartending, my friend. Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you. Uh, first of all, are you guys watching Top Chef? If not, uh, this is Carrie Baird. Say hi to Carrie. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Carrie. Hello, Carrie. <laughs> she's, a, she's, she's quite the person there. I can't wait to see how uh, season 15 of Top Chef uh, ends, Carrie. It's really building up. It is. And you've hung in there a lot. Carrie, do you like cocktailing? I love cocktailing. Yeah. Um, half the allure is just the, the people that do it and the recipes that come up. What do you think the similarities are uh, with with being a chef in recipes and now craft cocktailing? You know, I mean, a good cocktail, just like any good dish, is well-balanced and thoughtfully executed and, you know, like all the... All the flavors are there, and then one thing you're not lacking is presentation. These cocktails are beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. John, how did this start? <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Just about a year ago, we actually uh, decided that we would just do a little bit of a tiki pop-up on a Saturday. Uh, I think we're two weeks short of a year now, Ben. Yep. And um, it popped up and stayed. It, it popped up. <laughs> we were overwhelmed with the responses to people coming in, and then... Uh, quite literally bombarded with requests through the what it then was the Beetle Bar mm-hmm. uh, Facebook page saying, when are you doing this again? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. So we did a pop-up two weeks after that. We did a pop-up the week after that. And then it was every weekend for two days, and now it's three days a week, and now it's four days a week. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty extraordinary, the, uh, the uptake. It went from uh, a pop-up to popping off because <laughs> yeah, there you go. it's popping off up there at the Hidden Idol and the address. Uh, address 3014-3014, East Colfax. So uh, for those of you Denver people in the know, where Rock Bar used to be, we're right <laughs> across the street. So uh, Colfax and St. Paul. Was it a gay cowboy bar at one point? That's a possibility. It you know, the, it's been a bar since it was built in yeah. 61 or 62, and wow. it's been in any number of iterations. Absolutely. And then uh, there it is. It's yours. Yeah, it, it is. Three and a half years and going strong. Yes, that's right. Scruffy Murphy. Yeah. That was yours. That was. Uh, sold it four and a half years ago. Uh, had a lot of fun down in uh, Lodo, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm f- almost 49 years old. I guess I'm getting too old for that gig. Yeah, and new, new challenges is where it's at. Jay, you had something? 
Uh, oh, well, I did, but I forget it what it was fleeting. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was fleeting, and then it flats, so yeah. it's gone. Another cocktail yeah. today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about Ben. Ben Krajenki. Talk about Ben. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, well, you told me I had to watch my language before I got on air, so, uh, yeah, let's see where we go. Uh, you know, ben joined us. It's been about two and a half years now. Um, you know, can, he's, uh, he's a Detroiter. Uh, he's a diehard Red Wings fan, so that's one strike against him. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. We kind of overlooked that because he is such a uh, talent behind the bar. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's one of those things. He, he has a palate that is extraordinary. He has a palate that uh, is adventurous enough to experiment with new things, but also uh, appreciates the classics. And whether it's the what people think of as traditional cocktails or what we you know what we look at as traditional tiki, he takes that, runs with it, and makes magic in a glass. What's traditional tiki, Ben? Oh, uh, you know, like the <clears throat> traditional tiki. I mean, you you could consider like a zombie, a mai tai, jet pilot, um, Saturn, all that. I mean, it really kind of started in the '30s, '34-ish. Um, with uh, Don the Beachcomber in Los Angeles. Schoolist, man. I'm loving that. Um, yeah, that is very specific. So he... Uh, <laughs> Get down and he, dirty. Uh, you know, the the story is, you know, his father was a rum runner, all this stuff, and he wanted to open up a bar. So his idea, I mean, this is before air, airplane travel was really big. Um, he wanted to bring the islands uh, to the mainland, and that's kind of where it started uh, was with uh, Don the Beachcomber. And it really, uh, Trader Vic came in. They were kind of like this, these rivals, and it's kind of good because they pushed each other in a weird way to like do better. And Trader Vic's kind of really took it to the next level with like branding, um, you know, franchising stuff like that. Um, but it's interesting to see like different when products become available, even that long ago, like it it adds new layers to the palette. You know, and that's something we like to do is try to try to pay homage to where it comes from, but add new layers, new palettes, but still keep it uh, tropical and fun. When did you fall in love? I with tiki. Yeah. Uh, so it a long time ago, and I was really young. Um, my father, who lived downtown Detroit as a young man, um, when he was he's fairly old. He's in his eighties. Um, so he rented an apartment across from this place called the Chin Tiki. And it was a world famous, like in the Midwest there. And just him telling me stories about the chin tiki, like the opulence and like there's water features and there's fish and there's all this stuff. And these, you should see Ben's hands right now. You know, it this was great. It really struck my imagination as a young person. And, you know, as you get older, you forget, you know. But then when I started bartending, I was like, oh, that, I remember that. That would be awesome to do something like that again. In you your know? estimation... Our island drinks, um, does it have it all? Does it have the flair? Does it have the accoutrements? Does it have it, everything you need that, that what you can do to put it all together? Uh, are island drinks the way to go? I mean, I think for me, because I, I like I like the whimsy, you know, I like that it can be fun and upbeat, um, but it, it, the only thing that we're serious about is like the standard of products going across the bar. Everything else is all fun and whimsy. Talk about that, the standard. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can put decor in any place. You can put decor in any of that. But if your product isn't good, it doesn't mean a thing. Um, so we, we maintain, um, you know, like I say, like the only thing we take serious is like the quality of drinks going across the bar, the quality of service. Um, 
and just maintaining that. And I think that's that's part of the. And I have a perfect team because they're able to help maintain that. And that's I think why it's such a unlikely success. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a pretty niche thing. Sound familiar, Carrie? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. You know, you got to set that standard and then yeah. you know exceed it always. Yes. So, so plating too for you yeah. is big, right? Yeah, super and, big. And that's the presentation yeah. that these guys show. I'm telling you, Carrie, we got to take you up to the hidden idol. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's it, it's a show. It's uh, the ambiance. Is it like it's like flair bartender. Are you lighting stuff on fire and? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't juggle or anything, but we light <laughs> stuff on fire. I mean, we create an experience. I mean, that's the whole, and that's the whole thing that Tiki was. It was to take you out of the normal day to day stuff and transform you into like this fantasy world you know um and we really really try to maintain that for our guests i have a question how define a tiki drink i mean is it all is it juice is it sweet do you ever have anything savory or do Um, i say warm or is it always over ice uh, tiki i think for me tiki is more of a feeling than anything i I mean obviously it's a lot of rum and a lot of tropical juice Mm -hmm. um but i think that uh i think tiki is more of a feeling and more of a, I don't know, something to be achieved in a product. Um, but I mean, there are parameters, right? I mean, an old fashioned's not a tiki drink, okay. but there are tiki drinks that are similar to an old fashioned. Like what? It's there, it's the experience, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's it's really the experience that you have when you come in. So, you know, Ben made a good point. It's not just about the decor. It's not just about, uh, you know, puffer fish lamps and and uh, you know the the Japanese big glass floats and fishnets. Yeah. Um, when you it's it's funny. We were talking about this the other day. It's like when you see it, you know it. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, it's it is that highly crafted, well made cocktail, but it's not pretentious. It's fun. It's right. it it is whimsical. And, you know, lighting stuff on yeah. fire and having a good time and and uh, making sure that people have a great time. And it's, you know, that's been my ethos and that's Ben's ethos uh, in a bar. Make sure people have a good time. Make sure people remember their experience in a positive manner. Make sure that they have a great time with other guests. Money takes care of itself. Everything else takes care of itself. It's just about people having the best experience possible. Uh, Jay Parker here. Listening to all this it makes me think uh, I'm a big party thrower. People over at the house all the time in and out. I want to know, like, what's a novice? <laughs> what, what's, yeah. <laughs> If you know Jay, there's it's farther from the truth. I, I know, and I know, and I know that's why you're laughing. I haven't figured out why everybody else is laughing. <laughs> it's infectious. <laughs> yeah, that we'll, was the we'll joke. Of the night. I, I know, and I was I trying to make an intelligent comment and join in the conversation, and it's like here we, it's like knock knock. Hold on, yeah, let me let me jump in with a knock knock joke. Uh, well, Greg, I know we have to take a break, but when when we come back, I want to I want a novice uh, tiki recipe that I can do for a little get-together to kind of wow my guests but not have to go berserk and trying to set something on fire, but something <laughs> something simple that they go, oh, hey, listen, this guy made some really tasty drinks. Don't you think that's a good idea? Rum and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something that he can do in very high volume for yeah, the amount of right. Do it in his bathtub. Yeah, get one of those boxes with 900 umbrellas in it, you know? <laughs> then you're ready to go. You're a showstopper. Jay, oh, take us geez. to break. Oh, okay, well, uh, we'll be right back with more from uh, Ben and John from uh, Hidden Hidden Idol Tiki Bar on Colfax. This is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. 
infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Brews beers at 67th and Pecos. Belgium, a country the size of Maryland, is home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers very seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, fit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue, Denver. Check us out at BrewsBeers.com. All right, back to uh, the Modern Eater Show momentarily. Right now, again, Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions, a family man, 20 years in the business, uh, family-owned and operated. The new Tap 14. Okay, Jeff Rourke at A-plus beverage solution, installing tap lines here, there, and everywhere. He's the guy that you want to go to. He's an expert in the business. He's trusted so much, not only for the installation, but the maintenance of tap lines. Because inefficient beer being poured, Jay, you're doing what? You're pouring your money down the drain. I implore you, please don't look silly and pour your money down the drain. There are so many things involved with it. Jeff Rourke can make your dreams come true. Get an A-plus on your report card. A-plus Beverage Solutions does it all. Earlier on, John, you nodded your head when you heard uh, Jeff Rourke. Do you know Jeff? Uh, I I know his name, yeah. and so it's yeah, I'd look forward to talking to him. If you ever need someone to come in and just and and of course you're a guy who who's been in the business for a long time, so I'm sure you have it squared away. But he's Johnny on the spot. You give him a call at seven two zero two seven two thirty eight zero nine seven two zero two seven two thirty eight zero nine, and he's going to make sure that. Um, you're looking as good as what your business is intended to be. So get a hold of him, Jeff Rourke, A Plus Beverage Solutions. Hosea Rosenberg, Black Belly Market, Boulder, Colorado. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Yes, you are. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, uh, Chef Carrie Baird, Brian Steptoe. Just a lack of microphones or Brian beyond with us right now. But John Elliott and Ben Krajanke, Hidden Idol is what we're talking about. It's above Southside Kitchen. Uh, ben, seeing me the other night, you'd never know I could do this, right? No. <laughs> you had a really good time. <laughs> and testament to you because, um, again, the experience is what you talked about, right? Yes. Is the experience, and I sure had one. And they'll make sure that you're home safe, you can jump in an Uber, um, that, that all's right in the world, right? I mean, yes. That's what it's all about from beginning to end. Yes. Beginning the experience to ending the experience. And that's important to you, right, uh, John? It is. It is. As I was saying before, you know, it's all about the guest experience. It's mm-hmm. all about not only the experience that they're having right then, but uh, the experience we'd like to have them the next time they come in. The sure. experience that they're going to share with their friends, share with people like you. Yeah. Um, you know, that experience is everything. Yeah, and I, I just fell in love immediately. There I was. I started doing social media and, and just watching these guys work. <laughs> it's, it's like being a, a – Carrie, uh, when I was at Bardo on that Thursday night when Top Chef was airing, and this – maybe this is good, maybe it's bad, but I didn't expect how delicious your food was going to be. 
No. I really didn't. It was so delicious. <laughs> I had no idea that, but because it, it was over and above, and the experience at Bardot is just that. You know, I'll take my word for it until yeah. we get you into um, yeah. Hidden Idol. But uh, Jay wants to know how to entertain his guests uh, with a drink. <laughs> Carrie, what do you think? <laughs> I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to the experts here. I know nothing of such volume. <laughs> you don't. They're not coming in. The cat, the cat doesn't see a yeah. lot of traffic out of the, <laughs> the Baird uh, yeah. Palace. Yeah. Our little nest, she, you know, she sticks to water. What would you make, Carrie, if you were tasked with an island theme? Oh, my. An island theme? Um, what's this, Ben? I like this. Uh, that is, uh, that's called the Harvest Moon. That's tricol, beet juice, pineapple, lime juice, and a tri, a tri pepper cracked, cracked pepper simple syrup. That's exactly what I was thinking. You like the flour, <laughs> don't yep. you, Carrie? And I have the flowers. Carrie, what kind of what kind of food would you would would pop into your head with like, a, hey, this is the cocktail, and uh, hey, Carrie, make us some some food. Top Chef, go. Okay. Um, you know, right when people say tiki, I always think of pineapple and pineapple, you know, I would braise a pork, serve it with pineapple, maybe a couple tortillas or a little sticky rice or something. You know, that's where my brain goes. Can you do it? Yeah. You want to do a pop-up over there? Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Would that be something you'd in be interested in? Uh, how could I say no to an opportunity <laughs> like that? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about radio. It's like, uh, no, I don't. But yeah, I'm on the <laughs> yeah. Sure, I'll do that. All right, we've obligated you a lot of stuff. We're, you're going down to Four by Brother Luck. Yep. You're going to Club at Ravenna. And uh, now you're doing a pop-up uh, yeah. over there for Bordeaux. A tiki pop-up. Way that... out of my wheelhouse. Yeah. I love it. But you're up for the challenge. I mean, oh, it sounds fun. Top chef. Challenge. Spring's right around the corner, you know. We should like oh, yeah. roast a pig or something. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We, we've, we've got the room. We've got the way. Yeah. And we'll do a bourbon one too. And I got a pig guy. Right. You got Perfect. a pig guy. Yeah. Excellent. All right. <laughs> you talking about me? You talking about me, man? Is that me, man? <laughs> Jay, ask the question again. First, tell us about your lively. Uh, <laughs> Home. So I'm having a little get together, and <laughs> okay. it's all inside of my head. None right. of it is real or, or will ever happen. But if it did, you know, what's a thing that I could make for about uh, 12 uh, guests? Three people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Very well, thirsty people. Yeah, three. Yeah. Well, no. so you're talking, do you want to batch it? No, uh, he no. Wants, he you wants, want to be able to make to order. I mean, I don't believe in batching. Experience. Yeah, no, make, yeah. make to order. I've got, okay. let's say, just a couple of close friends where they come over, they bring their uh, significant others. Okay. And I want to show off Hawaiian a bit. shirt on. I mean, yeah. honestly, um, uh, a Mai Tai is actually yeah. one of the drinks that is so simple that it's, I see so many bad versions of it. Mm -hmm. It's super simple. Let me tell you what I think a Mai Tai is as a career bartender for okay. 20 years. But I'm Coors like, Light. I'm like a Coors Light bartender. <laughs> Lemon. So Mai Tai wins because people have ordered Coors Mai Tais. From, uh, House Red. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I, so I think uh, light rum, dark rum, pine, like pineapple, cranberry, mm. something like that. Now I'm way off. No. Well, guess what? If you come to my bar and you order a Mai Tai, that's what you get. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know what? Yeah, yeah. Bring so it, it's it's very down. simple. It's just it's a uh, dark rum, mm. uh, a, like a nice flavorful dark rum, lime juice, orgeat, dry curacao, and a little bit of like rich demerara simple. Mm. That's it. I got I got that's the dark a traditional. Rum. There's some variations with rum agricole, but that's after Trader Vic ran out of the initial rum and he couldn't get it back. He switched to rum agricole. 
Coors Light it is. Come over to my place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wear your Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You guys, thank you. Talk 30 seconds, uh, John. Why yep. do you come into Tiki Bar? Why do you come into Tiki Bar? You, you come in for an escape. You know, and Tiki was set up as an escape from the realities of uh, post-wartime America. Uh, a lot of guys coming back didn't want to didn't want to think about what they had done. They wanted to think about the future, um, and that's really what we try to provide. And if, when you come up the stairs and through that red door, the hidden idol, because you sure don't see it from the front of the building, it's an escape. We want to transport you to another place where it's just fun and lighthearted, and you're having a good time. Yeah, you open the doors and you're in another world. That's the intent. You really are hidden idol on Colfax, and it truly is that uh, above South Side at 3014. Colfax. East Colfax, that's right. There you go. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thanks very much. All right, this is going to be a weird mix. I didn't, I thought TJ, he was gonna, he was doing some things. TJ Vitlachill, yeah. friend of the show, Rocker Spirits, develops their drink program. This guy knows more about bartending and has forgotten more than we'll ever know. We'll get TJ on the show with us as well. And uh, we're going to mix it up with Ben Long from Tricol. And maybe I should have had Ben. Ben, sit down for just two more seconds here because I want you to set the stage for what we're about to experience with this uh, new spirit. Um, this is Ben Krajenki talking about Ben Long's Tricol. Uh, Tricol. I heard about Tricol uh, from a bartender friend of mine, and he's like, you've got to try this. And I tried it, and I love it. It's very – it's mixable, but it's different. It has a whole nother, like implication. I mean, we've all had gin, whiskey, rum. This is a whole new thing that's so exciting to be able to play with and, and figure out the puzzle of how to make it work. And I'm just, I'm just having a lot of fun with it. Okay, so uh, Ben Long brought us a bottle to uh, enjoy for the show, but I'm going to defer it, and I'm going to give it to Carrie, if you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, Go for it. I'm, pa I'm paying it forward because I want you to mess around. And, and this is something that um, you're not going to find anywhere right now. For Can a you lot. buy this at the liquor store? That's a great question, Carrie. <laughs> we'll figure that out when we come back next in uh, Booze in the News. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun videos and pictures. Just search The Modern Eater. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multi-grain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items, the Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant, offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers. With a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com The most delicious hot dogs in Denver are at Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs. Signature dogs, specialty dogs, gourmet sausages, homemade, hormone-free, 100% single-sourced meat, and never any artificial flavors or coloring. You can taste the difference. 24th and Larimer, near Coors Field, plus food truck, street carts, and at Fiddler's Green. Savor the best damn dog in Denver. Billy's Gourmet Hot Dogs.com 
Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. That's right. It is your booze news. All the booze news you can use. Jay Parker here alongside Greg Hollenbach. And you may know Chef Kerry Barrett from Top Chef Season 15. Colorado, uh, no big deal. Uh, booze in the news. We have a little fun, Greg. We let our hair down. We try some cocktails. And uh, tonight, what we're doing, we're trying something, and it's called Tricol. And if you haven't heard of Tricol, uh, you're going to hear about it now. And to do that is going to be Mr. Ben Long, who is going to talk about Tricol. And then we have uh, a good friend of the show from Rocker spirits and the brigade society tj vitlachill does rockers drink program he's going to sit in on the conversation i just anointed tj did you anoint him yeah he's our uh show bartender oh, okay I've been, I've been promoted you, i like that you have been promoted do i have to take a pay cut for that or <laughs> yes yeah you oh do. well all right you're gonna make more than nothing Be- <laughs> nothing from nothing leaves nothing uh, yeah that's right ben long Wait, welcome to the program <laughs> yeah yeah, well, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, d- dive into it. Tell us about Tricol. What is it? How do you make it? Where do, where do we get it? How do we find it? Yeah, so uh, the whole idea behind Tricol started, uh, it's pronounced Tricol, Tricol or, that's or, or Tricol, it's pronounced both ways. Oh, okay. But the whole idea started probably about six years ago when uh, my buddy Sebastian Gomez had the idea or had the question, like, why has Patagonia never had its own spirit? Why? And... Um, and that's when we started. That's when he started to look, and then he started realizing there wasn't really a distillery in that part of the world. A lot of beer, a lot of German influence, but not really a distilling culture per se. And uh, when he went down and started trying to figure out what he wanted to do, at the end of the day, instead of just doing a vodka, gin, whiskey, he really wanted to honor Patagonia with its own spirit. So we used only local ingredients found in Patagonia to make it, and. Fast forward five years later. The what are US, those local ingredients? So apple and pear is the base alcohol. And then we use seven herbs and four berries, all of which grow wild in the Chilean Patagonia. So in our opinion, the only way you can really have a true Tierra Noir to a region or honor a specific place is to use what actually grows there. So we were just trying to make the best booze we could with what, with what is locally available there. And the U.S. government, the TTB, ended up giving us our own new classification so they what did they what did they classify they called us a spirit distilled from apple and pear with natural flavors i don't know what that means but what we but say, you'll take it <laughs> what we say tricol is tricol so it's mm-hmm. the category and the brand nice. just like chartreuse is chartreuse tricol is tricol but it's different than like an eau de vie that's made tj from, made from pears and apples correct so like um as i said all of our herbs and berries do grow wild and there was a huge issue in the early days of how to get consistency and scalability with wild ingredients, especially the herbs. You can't even get a lot of them in the winter. So it was actually uh, Seb's mother who recommended we use uh, essential oils to, to gain the consistency and scal- scalability. So uh, we make our own essential oils from the seven different herbal varietals that are found there. And uh, that really gave us the consistency and scalability, but kind of by accident, It also made it great for cocktails because the essential oils really stand up to whatever ingredients you throw at it. And that that also makes it really versatile. So as Ben alluded to, people are substituting uh, Tricalin for whiskey cocktails, gin cocktails, tequila cocktails. Like it's very versatile and exciting for us to see how the Denver bartending community is really working with it. I've got the taste down actually. I think I could identify it if I found that 
spirit in another drink. I, I really do. Well, we, we're the only one, so yeah. <laughs> you can't. We can't it's really kind of be substituted. Distinct a, flavor to correct. it is what I'm saying. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm kind of going with a botanical gin liqueur. So it's approachable like a gin because it's very botanical. But instead of like the juniper bite that you get on a gin, it's mm -hmm. a little of the apple and pear sweetness. So like one of the drinks that I just, I drink myself at home is this a Tricalon tonic with an orange wedge. Ooh. And then like the orange helps pull out some of the subtle fruitiness. But also like a Patagonia Paloma with grapefruit soda. Super approachable at home, but it's very tasty because we're, we're really working with 11 flavor profiles that have never been put into a bottle. These were the first people down there. Making booze. Cutting new road. TJ, uh, at first blush, what do you do with this? Man, I've never had anything like it, to be honest. Um, I would stack it um, with maybe a lighter gin. Um, maybe do something stirred with it. It's got really great herbaceousness, and the, the finish is really long. I had a sip probably 15 minutes ago, and it's still on my palate. That's the essential oils, and that's yeah. what gives the, um, the flavor profile. It's this difference, unique, and... Again, at the end of the day, we just felt that Patagonia deserved to have its own spirit. So we used what was locally there and just put it in a bottle. And we were just, at the end of the day, it's not about us. It's more about Patagonia and Patag the Chilean Patagonia having its own booze. The only other thing I've ever had that has that much essential oil on the palate is like an absinthe, um, which is super distinct, but this seems a lot more mixable. You can kind of malleable depending on where you want to go with it, whether it's tiki or you know, more classic cocktail style. What's interesting, and, and I want to take it from a chef's perspective, is we're doing pairings more and more in the culinary world um, with that oily effect on the tongue. I would go with some heat on the back end. With some, Am I off on the – what would you do with that pairing-wise, chef? I, I think I'm with uh, Ben. Oh, TJ, sorry. I'm with TJ. There's a lot of Ben's. I would just would say Ben. <laughs> um, I, I imagine it like in a gin and tonic, you know, like part gin, the other half part to call, and then a nice tonic with some fruit. Um, it, that it is, it lingers, you know. What food would you emphasize it with, though? What food? Yeah, I would go question. with the heat. Um, heat sounds nice, you know. Uh, maybe a little bit, maybe some citrus to cut that uh, that sharp herbaceousness, you know. And it's super exciting for us because like. We only launched in Chile in June, in Colorado in August, and we're only being sold in Chile and Colorado. But it's super cool, and in only about seven months in Chile, some of the top chefs in Chile are using it to marinate salmon and oh, nice. make ceviches with it, and doing like pairings with like a ceviche, like a tricol infused ceviche with a paired cocktail. And like the seafood angle, because like we're, we are in Patagonia, there's mm -hmm. a lot of seafood, especially salmon, mm -hmm. and it's super exciting for us to see the culinary world play with it yeah, yeah. what's a pair you could you do come some kind of pair thing i don't know i like kind of the opposite the polar opposite of something yeah. you know that dichotomy that works out there here listen i think that's another field trip they'd welcome you <laughs> you ready to go to chile we need to explore this uh ceviche have you ever been in that that area of the world i haven't actually no yeah i need to go yeah, she needs to You're go. welcome anytime. Okay. <laughs> None better. Sign us up, Greg. <laughs> That's right. Well, you have 15 grand in your pocket already. <laughs> and you're buying your own ticket on this one. Uh, you guys, and, and TJ, again, uh, you're these guys you, you hear. Uh, here's a market, right? And and you're doing rocker spirits. You developed their bar program along with John, right? Correct, John. Along with John. Um, but the ability to play with a new spirit has got to be, you know, Ben's going nuts over it, especially in his environment. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the, you know, the thing with doing a distillery is I can only make 
what the distillery makes. I can only make cocktails out of three things. Mm-hmm. And I miss the days when I had, you know, 900 spirits on my back bar to mix with. And What was your restaurant in St. Louis? It was called Blood and Sand. Blood and Sand. And it was a private cocktail club and uh, really hinted more at the classics, but we did a lot of pairings. Um, every dinner we did was a pairing and we had a chef's table where we did cocktail pairings. And, you know, more than wine um, and, and beer with a, with a cocktail, you can kind of make it whatever you want. So it, it opened up and I would be chomping at the bit to mix with this with food especially. I, th- I think heat could be tough. It's... Um, Really? Fairly high octane. See, yeah. I see that oil to cut through that oil and then to bring it back. As long as you as long that. as you put a fair amount of sugar in there, I think too much spice, um, it would kill the subtleties of this. But if you did something with a little bit more um, viscosity, drop the alcohol content in it, I think it could go well with, you know, some Thai food. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, you're gonna grow in this market and be how much does a bottle of Tricol cost? Uh, so we're anywhere from 35 to 40 bucks on the shelf, and we can be found at liquor stores from Colorado Springs to Denver to Durango to Fort Collins and Boulder and everywhere in between. You got your work cut out for so you. I've, I've had a lot of road trips around the state of Colorado, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a terrible job. I have, <laughs> I have to thank you, Ben Long, uh, Tracal. Uh, I'll make the adjustment accordingly. Uh, John Elliott and Ben Krajanke, Hidden Idol. And uh, TJ Vitachill, Rocker Spirits. He's our resident bartender now. And uh, John Irvin, Gluten-Free Things. Carrie Baird, Top Chef. And Brother Luck, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, next week hosting the show.